Hello and welcome to the Christmas special of the Ogre Life podcast. Two hour extravaganza with the one and only Jenny Keane. So it's called a Christmas special, but we might call it, you know, the way people write Xmas, we might call it the Sexmas special because this is one of Jenny's areas of expertise. I've had Jenny on the podcast twice before, but this is the first time it's been videoed with Jenny. And we really got into a lot of interesting stuff, stuff that might make you blush, stuff that might make you cringe, <laughs> and stuff that might uh, sometimes a little bit naughty, a bit uncomfortable. But I think that the most important conversations often generate those emotions, those reactions. And this podcast is no exception because we have two hours to really go through the questions that everyone sent in. And if you're one of those people that sent in a question, thank you so much. Uh, rest assured, the questions remain anonymous. And we actually didn't get a chance to go through all of the questions, but we got through most of them because we were getting to the two-hour point and had to go and have me dinner. So um, it's actually it's actually Christmas morning. It's Christmas Day right now where I'm recording this intro and Jenny was here yesterday for Christmas Eve. And... Uh, we decided midway through the podcast that we were going to do a Valentine's Day special. So that's going to be either February 14th or the 15th. That's a Friday or Saturday next year, as in 2020. And it's going to be a live event. So if you'd like to come to that, you can go onto my website. I'll set up a page, a booking page. And um, yeah, that should be a, a fun event. So details TBC. By the way, if you find this podcast helpful entertaining or just uh, adds to the quality of your life you can support it directly in a couple of ways the first is you can leave a review on itunes that would be fantastic uh, we actually actually got to number two in the country in alternative health that's the highest ranking we've had so that's so thanks so much that's brilliant that you've you've casted your vote and you decided to vote for this podcast another way to support the podcast is to share it with a friend or tell someone and uh if you think they'd like the podcast. And the third and final way is to support it directly, financially, if you like, because um, that would be fantastic. You can't live on fresh air, as they say. And uh, you can do that by visiting DonorBox or going to my website and going to the support page. I'll put a link in the show notes and you can, and also under the YouTube video. And you can have a look to either choose to support once a month or a one-off payment if you uh, a donation if you think that it's worth it for you so without further ado let's bring on jenny enjoy merry christmas <laughs> happy christmas to you <laughs> <laughs> and a merry new year i don't know <laughs> um hey jen hi how are you i'm very well we've got no christmas hats have we i know i forgot them <laughs> but you're wearing red and i'm wearing green yeah. but mine so says l'amour that means that means love yes is all it a Christmas, Christmas jumper, technically? Quite, no, technically no. not. It's okay. all seasons. <laughs> Looks like it, though. So, uh, but I wore red because it's Christmas. Yeah, and look. Look at these lights. <laughs> these They're lights. So Sorry, cute. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, thanks for coming. Thank you. How you been? Really good. What do you think of Alfie? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I think about Alfie. Alfie and I are in love already. <laughs> <laughs> He's lovely, isn't he? I, I find that I've really changed my 
my uh, he he's really changed me actually mm. uh, um and it's amazing how like when you look after something or someone it really kind of brings out a different side of you doesn't it yeah because you, you got a dog he's yeah, a yeah. french no bulldog. he's a british bulldog it's a british bulldog harvey harvey yeah <laughs> he's like a little human being <laughs> with one blue eye one yeah one brown yeah. eye that's why you got him actually yeah we that's were, why you got him yeah because we were You're a david for, bowie fan <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> sorry no we were looking for a bulldog but we didn't want one they were at the time we got him because he's going to be 10 or 11 now this february and so at the time that we wanted to get him they were only really breeding them as show dogs and we were like we don't want a show dog we just want a like a a a family dog mm. and we contacted this person in Cork and they were like actually we have one puppy who we he wouldn't be able you wouldn't be able to show him because his eyes are a different color and oh. we were just like we'll take him okay yeah we went down literally fell in love with him instantly mm. the cutest puppy ever what age is he now I think he's gonna be 10 10 years old yeah oh yeah. wow which is very long for a you've, bulldog. So you've had him since he was a puppy then? Oh, yeah. We actually got him at five weeks old because the mother had rejected him. And uh, so we had him very, like, because normally they're supposed to be there for at least eight weeks or something. And um, so we, we got him, re like, really, really tiny. And he was gorgeous. Why did the mums reject the dogs, their puppies? I don't know, but he had... The that that mother the mother had uh, thirteen puppies and then her mother I mean this guy's breeding breeding dogs this is like a whole other topic of breed I don't know if I'd ever get a pedigree dog again definitely wouldn't recommend it um mm. because they come with so many problems you know like uh, and it's not very fair on them and definitely not fair on you you know like you get a bulldog or any of these kind of dogs like you're paying an absolute fortune in vet, vet yeah. bills like they've got skin allergies they've got issues with their digestive system you know we're okay because harvey's okay with his breathing but a lot of bulldogs have issues with their breathing and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff and so his mother her mother also had a litter of like 12 or 13 puppies as well and so this guy had like a huge amount of puppies in the in the house you know and uh so yeah just i think that's what happened harvey was just pushed out because we we when we met alfie he um he wasn't called alfie at the time obviously he'd be called in that but it was uh the same thing the mother had rejected him mm. and because uh, you feel you feel i don't know i felt like th this is my first time ever having a pet that's that's mine as opposed to it being the family pet mm. and i think um part of you feels like it feels wrong to take a a baby away from its mother but the, the mother doesn't want it i suppose because in the wild i mean all dogs are descendant descended from the gray wolf and in the wild they would eventually uh, quite quickly have to fend for themselves you know like it's actually a, a human baby we're quite unique because we depend on our mothers for so long whereas look at a deer deer comes out of the vagina because <laughs> this is the kind of podcast this is going to be so let's just get that v word out in the open even if it's a deer's one right? <laughs> um comes out the deer comes out of the mother's belly button <laughs> <laughs> and uh it, so it comes out of the mother and um it was you know it's walking straight away mm. so um but so that we we're actually unique in terms of how much we we need we need our our parents um so from deer's vaginas <laughs> to humans' vaginas, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is this is the the sex was special. Yes, <laughs> that's what it's going to be called. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> because the reason why we're here is because of sex, myself and yourself, mm -hmm. and um, and I think that 
what one before you came today we were talking about the, this is you are very popular in, in on this podcast a lot of people really like that the, what you, see, you speak about and um and i think it's because it's topics that we don't really chat about too mm. much especially men mm. and uh i i i'm and I know that from from speaking about um, you know your the women's circles that you do, which is fantastic and, and needed, there seems to be a lack of that for men. Yeah, yeah. What, I mean, why is that? Do you think? Um, no, it, it's not. I mean, it's like everything. There's kind of a lack of women's circles as well, a little bit in Ireland, and anyway. And uh, I think all of this right now is it's moving over here. It's coming to Ireland, you know. Um, uh, there are definitely men holding men's circles. And actually, I I asked on on Instagram, uh, like, tell me tell me where the men's circles are in Dublin, so I can give a little shout out to all of those men that are holding um spaces like this. I mean, very specifically from my point of view, because I'm dealing a lot of work around my women's circles are all around sexuality and orgasm and all this kind of stuff. The the men that are uh, coming uh, and asking um, questions of me are very much more around sexuality as well. And they're like, is there anyone doing this stuff for men? And I don't know exactly what's happening in the men's circles, but I'm not too sure. And it's such a shame for me as well, because on one hand, the information that I'm giving to women, it's very easy to, to it's similar, you know, maybe because we're, we're humans, you know, it's very similar and just needs to be slightly, um, uh, I don't know, reorganized or something. Mm. And you can say the same thing to men. And it's so, you know, it's very beautiful. What I love about the podcast is actually like, for example, I ask questions to like men, you know, like give me, tell me what you want to know. You know, um, this was like yesterday, I just put it up on Instagram and I was like, tell me what you want to know. Cause I can just keep talking, you know, up a store myself, but I want to know like, what are your questions and what do you want to know? And, and, uh, and, and I have some people replying, like messaging me, but I know absolutely every single person who read that wants to know something and something stops them from participating you know um and asking and maybe it's to do with a shyness or a shame where it's like oh jesus is she gonna think i'm a poor pervert if i ask this question <laughs> yeah yeah that's it that's a yeah. Big, yeah that's that's an uh, understandable uh, fear yeah and for me like i'm very open like you know i am mm -hmm. <laughs> i'll talk about anything uh um uh, with anybody and um and also um i feel like uh maybe i can say this about myself like but I hold an awful lot of stuff in a very non-judgmental space, you know, um, because I'm very curious. Like, I love to connect with people. I want to know, you know, what's going on with them and how their minds work and um, what questions are alive for them. And I think in this world, in this day and age, um, we have very few sexual mentors, you know, not people that mm. we're having sex with, you know, yeah. but there are um, very few uh, people that we can kind of turn to and ask questions and you know um and so our curiosities tend to live inside of us you know mm -hmm. and uh and you know we don't have these role models we don't know where to look for them you know and now this is like there's a huge wave of this like i mean i'm i'm part of that wave i know people in this wave you know who are um stepping up as people to be like you know like yes let's talk about sex like let's start to say you know um let's let's put the word out there that like even sex is okay to say you know mm -hmm. um and let's talk about premature ejaculation let's talk about um 
masturbation let's talk about porn addiction you know let's talk about connection mm. because ultimately all of us you know every single one of us are 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 have a desire for powerful relationships in our lives whether that is with ourselves um, and with other people and not just partners but with family and with friends you know um, because this is really where we deeply become alive and also thrive in our lives we thrive in relationship to people you know and so um, a lot of the stuff like that you know um, where we kind of that I'm talking about and all of this uh, for me is more about you know how to be a human being, you know? Mm. I was, we were speaking with friends the other night actually, and uh, they were like saying, well, well, what is Tantra to you? And for me, this is such a big term, you know, because, um, and, uh, because you have like, everything is Tantra, you know? Everything is when you're living in that space, you know? And I said this, you know, in the second podcast we did together when I talked about like this, you know, relationship that you have with life, that the world outside is also the world inside, that that everything is a map to, to bring us back towards ourself, you know? And that this is, um, uh, that this is Tantra, you know, like right now us connecting and, and being in this space together with this, with a presence, you know, this is, this is relationship. It's also Tantra. It's like the weaving of life. It's, it's to recognize the webs of connection that are existing through life. And once you have this very real experience of that in your life, um, you, you can't live pretending that you don't know it's existing <laughs> anymore you know okay. so um for me everything is is tantra in a way and then when we talk about you know what is tan like tantra yoga and then what is you know what people are calling like neo tantra or like sexual tantra you know um for me like neo tantra and sexual tantra is just like how to be a human being like how to be a better human being how to be how to relate to others um uh yeah, and how to move into into relations and uh, and exist with other people better. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's hard. It's, I mean, say Instagram for example. If you write the word, if you hashtag sex, or or say <laughs> when I did the Mark Whitwell podcast mm. uh, episode eighty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when I did that one, it, it was called entitled God and Sex, which mm. is his book. And then I put in a hashtag, hashtag God and sex, mm. and my thing got flagged for using the word sex. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it just goes to show you that uh, I think this is the power of podca the podcast medium mm. because we can talk about sex and it without it being flagged by things like Facebook or Instagram yes. who who assume the worst, as it were. You know, they, they see the word sex and it's just an algorithm. Uh -huh. Whereas when you have it in this... Um, media in, in this context it can't be um mind you saying that uh, on youtube now what they're doing is this is i don't know if you're aware of this but it's a big big deal for our youtube creators they have you have to say now whether it's safe for kids or not mm. so a lot of adults that are making say like one guy he has a lego channel and he's how to make he makes incredible structures using lego but he's suffered huge losses because he some he will say some words that like he'll swear for example in some of his uh videos so now he can't make a living because it's supposed to be designed for kids so mm. for example now say oh, with youtube they're even getting it because they're owned by google they're getting very um 
militant about sex and look and 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 it's I and as you said, I think that's why podcasting is is so powerful. I mean, yeah. you mentioned that you know some of the uh, questions you got were actual like essays that were really really long, weren't they? So from the men, from the yeah. men, yeah. And yeah. and this is and this shows you that people want to delve into this in in a bit more detail. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Okay, so um, should we, do you know what we should do? What? Should we just do the questions now? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's do, do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, <coughs> we've got loads, basically. Shall I start with my ones? Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm um, also a, a coughing a bit, so I'm, apologies for that. That's okay, you got your tea there. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, we've got loads of, of questions, listeners <laughs> and viewers. Okay. So I'll bring up my ones first. Okay. Shall I do that? Yeah. Um, bring up some. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> the first one. Have a blessed day. It's not a question. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Uh, uh, again, okay. How is she so smiley all the time? It's so infectious. Actually, that's a good question. Why are you always so happy? <laughs> huh? What is it? Because I'm having sex with life at every moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, um, but, but really, you, all are, you always are in a good mood, which is, yeah. which is great. Do you, do you ever get... I mean, this quite of course a, I get in a bad mood. Yeah. yeah, I get grumpy, I get angry, I cry, you know. I'm a mm. I'm a living, breathing human being with all of my emotions intact, you know. And do you think that, like, because you are so in touch with your emotions and if you're upset, you would cry, that makes you a lot more... Uh, then I suppose it's easy for you to be happy. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily uh, use that language. I mean... For me, I, and I, I have always been like this, I have a huge passion for life, you know? Do you know we all have our gifts, you know? Mm. That, um, you know, uh, some people are like really good communicators and this kind of stuff, and some people um, are, you know, I don't know what I don't want to like categorizing people now, but some people are like super smart and they're like really intelligent and they're doing all this research. And like some people are are just really like I feel like my superpower, if I was to categorize it, is this ability to be passionate. And mm. for me as well, it's enthusiasm. Um and it's also as well in inspiration, you know. Mm. I, I find this in life all of the time. Like I I like I'll be walking down the street and like my friends who know me best like know that this will happen you know i'll be like you know we'll be like chatting and then i'll be like look at the clouds you know (laughs) like and it's just like and for me it's like these moments like i'm um i don't know i've always been like this like very awake to to life and i allow life to penetrate me and uh and i allow it to take my breath away all the time and this is that to be inspired you know like Mm um uh, and to really like receive life and for me um my passion and what drives me in my life is always like I always want to share this you know mm. if whenever I've been passionate about anything I'm like I want to teach this now you know mm. not because I'm like look at me I'm so good at this but because you know I'm kind of like you know even teaching yoga it's like you know if if you want to learn yoga learn from someone who's passionate and alive and that this mm. yoga is alive in them because uh, inspiration and passion is infectious you know mm. and um and it's a cycle as well then because when you have that like say when you're growing up if you are um always in, in like you know you're smiley you think you're you're you 
think on the bright side of life constantly, mm. then people treat you differently. And then when people start treating differently, they're like, oh, this person's in a good mood normally. They're, they're po- they have positive energy. They give that back to you. And then it, just, it keeps feeding mm-hmm. itself, oh, I, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, and do you know also because I have an identical twin sister, okay? Of course, yeah. And I have dimples and she doesn't. And mm. so when people would first meet us, they would be like, Jenny, smile, you know? And so they'd smile to see who has the dimples. And they'd be yeah. like, oh, that's Jenny. Yeah. So essentially then when I would be meeting people, I would just be smiling in the beginning so I wouldn't have to tell them to smile. Mm, yeah. And I'd be like, oh, if I smile, people will know it's, that's, it's me. That's your idea, you know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's I had this as a kid, you know, yeah. so. That's interesting. I mean, uh, I don't want to get too personal, but like, say your parents and stuff, when you were growing up, were they real... Are they, were they very like smiley with you and interact with you oh, a lot? My parents and are, yeah, but also growing up with an identical twin sister, I was never not alone. Like we were constantly together, constantly playing. Like when we were kids, we were feeding our imaginations. We were like, I, my, my parents, I was, I was very, very lucky. Like our childhood was very rich. Um, like anything that we ever wanted to do, w- we could do it, you know? What do you mean um, by rich? like full like okay. rich you know like it's just like <laughs> not wealthy you know <laughs> we were so rich no no but like very rich you know like I there when I think back of my childhood there is almost no moment that I remember of ever feeling bored or feeling like I was just doing nothing um I felt like you know for me it was like if if I wanted like uh, for me I loved drawing you know and uh, I loved doing anything to do with art and um and my mom was amazing, like in, in terms of feeding our um, curiosities and feeding, you know, the things that we were kind of like looking to explore and things like this. Mm. And and we were super, super into sports, my sister and I. Um, and this is like this is what we filled our life with when we were teenagers. Mm. And my dad literally like he would come to every single like we used to play basketball and loads of other things. But he would he would be at every single game, you know, and my mom would be dry, like they were very supportive and um, really encouraged us and gave us space. And we were very fortunate like this to really live fully, you know, as children, you mm-hmm. know. I remember like skating around um, uh, the car park of a, a supermarket. We did it. We met up with all of our friends on a Tuesday evening to go roller skating. And it was just like, yeah, we had a very beautiful kind of community of children who were also our age and mothers who would like get together and you know and do all these uh kind of activities with us which in a way you know is quite sad in this day and age because of how life has kind of moved and changed and like uh, all the pressures that we have and like just the cost of living as well Mm. i we you know um being able to do that is uh, what back then it's it's such a luxury you Mm. know that i don't think a lot of people can afford yeah, I think that um, as well, growing up with an identical twin, <coughs> you've got a best mate from day one. Oh, day one, yeah. And I, I had, I, well, I have an older sister, one year older, and um, it's the exact same thing, you know, you have someone to interact with straight away. And in fact, they say that the, not in your case, because you're the exact same age, but I could, if you're the younger child, you are normally more outgoing because the first child is born, they don't have a sibling and they're a bit quieter because they've got no one to speak to. And the second child comes along and they've instantly got someone to, mm. um, as this sounds a bit Freudian and a bit weird, but 
well, I'm going to say it anyway. Um, but suppose you have an, like an older sister that's quite older, you're naturally a lot better with women as you get older because you're comfortable with women. Okay, yeah. So, well, it's not too, that is kind of a bit Freudian. But, and I, I was the same when I was, uh, you know, then a little boy, I was real comfortable with girls. I used to have all, used to have a few girlfriends mm. when I was like six, seven years old. Yeah. Like, oh, hold hands at her, I'm going to dump her because you've got bogeys and, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. So, player, player. And I got to like teenager, I got spots and it just went downhill. But, <laughs> But, um, but yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a, your, and I and also how much your parents and how your parents interact with you. Like my mother, my dad said something really beautiful about my mum once. It was her 50th birthday and he goes, had a few beers in him, but he said, well, what I really love about your mum is she smiles last thing at night and first thing in the morning. Mm. And that's what she's like. You could, my mum, she could, you could wake up at three in the morning to take to ask to take to the airport mm -hmm. and she'd be smiling and asking how you are make you a sandwich and she's always like that mm -hmm. and I think that when you've got a parent like that even just one parent and they are they're, in, they're looking at you in the cot you're looking up at them they've got a big smiley face eyes all beaming and they're, they're giving you loads of love and all this kind of stuff that has to baby girl. yeah that, that has to affect <laughs> <We're having visions. laughs> that has to affect how you then treat people that are in the world you know yeah. um, but um well, yeah, there definitely yeah. is a fact. Usually, okay. So, <laughs> it's went off one there. But um, shout out to Mrs. Boyle, by the way. La, 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 to Kathleen. Recommendations for starting uh, to start. Oh, by the way, that question. Uh, yeah, this question. Recommendations to start learning about Tantra. Uh, but, you know, the reason why uh, I think it's important we do these questions is one, we got so many. And two, Jesus, yeah. the last podcast I did, which is out next week with uh, Kira Walsh, um, I uh, f forgot to ask the IG questions. You know, got a bit carried away. So just, let's get this let's, duties. Let's um, okay, recommendations. I don't know. I can get carried away. <laughs> now keep me on point of the questions here, please, Kevin. Okay, okay. Yeah. No, so recommendations. <laughs> recommendations to start learning Tantra, smiley face. Okay, but uh, this is sexual Tantra, I'm going to say. We define it like this, maybe. Um, what do you think? This, I, I won't say this person's name, but they don't, they don't I mean, it seems like a... Books? Book recommendations? Just as recommendations to start okay. learning about tantra, um, but smiley face does suggest it's a bit cheeky. Like, <laughs> does you know? I don't know. How can we? Okay, let's just let's just say because um, first of all, I think, and this is very personal to me. I think when it comes to uh, these practices, that it is super important. Um, to to have a practice that you do that brings you into connection with yourself yeah and so obviously I speak about yoga in this regard for me engaging in this way um is it would be almost impossible I think if I didn't have a, a yoga practice and it doesn't have to be yoga like this could be like m people speak about the similar effects like you know if you're a musician or if you're a painter or you're a writer or you simply just really enjoy nature but having something where you are are coming uh, to yourself first um I can talk more about this later but that's like something to anchor in to your own self sense of self um 
and then secondly really nice like there's so there's so much information out there like when, with regards to I'm going to say I'm going to say sexual tantra um even though we could get real nitpicky about language um and in terms of because there's a lot of books written about like how practices about how to connect like in terms of meditations to yourself meditations with your partner and um if you are looking to connect on a deeper level sexually with somebody it's very important that you also have practices that you do together yeah mm-hmm. um because you first of all you like you have your own meditation you're you're feeling your own energy you're feeling how it moves when you're just on your own and when you're by yourself and when you add another person into the mix um your energy will move differently it responds differently you know this is where astrology comes in yeah like how you kind of connect like in terms of what your chemistry is like energetically and all this kind of stuff um and and so to have practices that you can do together there's loads of books out there um i i'm i can't have a maybe a list off the top of my head but like definitely one by uh margaret anand is uh she's got tons of books and i can't i I can't think of the names off the top of my head. Maybe we could write these down somewhere, mm-hmm. Kevin. I can put them into like the show notes. So after we stop recording, I can we can okay. write it down and then stick them in the show notes. Yeah. So I will actually definitely put them in the show notes. So write that down. Ta- <laughs> I will do. And then message me because if you don't, I'll forget. Chanter books show notes. Um, but and the show notes for the people that are listening are like, um, if you go into, if you listen to this, say on. Um, iTunes or any any podcast player you just swipe and you'll be able to see all the it, it's similar like the description of what the podcast is about mm-hmm. yeah um, and yeah. so like for so you know having practices that bring you into connection with your breath you know mm-hmm. um and you know we 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 don't meditate and you know to become better breathers we meditate so that we can become better channels for life to move through us mm-hmm. you know and uh the it's the same thing you know when you're in connection with somebody else you know that and when you're you're trying to deepen your connection to do like to actually take the time kevin to like sit down in silence with your partner and look at them you know eye to eye eye contact it's such a huge thing and so many of us uh don't take the time to do it you know or if we do it it doesn't last for very long um and then to sit in in connection with uh, with sensuality, like practices around sensuality where it doesn't lead to sex, you know, um, but that you're connecting and you're trying to understand and, and, you know, essentially discover your maps, the maps of pleasure on your body. And all of us are these beautiful, like, worlds of pleasure, like, waiting to be explored and how this energy becomes alive in you and very specifically with the partner that you're connecting with in that moment, you mm-hmm. know. Some people are very earthy, you know, mm-hmm. and so when you're with them, you like their kind of earthy touch. It feels real safe, real strong, very deep and penetrating. Others, like, have a little bit more fire in them. That's, like, real sparky and kind of giggly and um, really, like, enthusiastic and a little bit quicker. Like, you think about fire, it's like, you know. <laughs> and even like you learn to touch like this like learn to massage you know mm. even yourself so th- I'm, I'm saying all of these practices you can do alone you can do them with someone like discover your body find out how it likes to be touched you know especially you know men and women we all have these cycles that we move through not just um you know during the month and whatnot with our own kind of uh with the women's like menstrual cycle but also seasonally as well you know mm. and so have a bath together 
Here we go. Maybe. Kev just got a bat installed in this house. I'm, I'm not saying. <laughs> no, once you're I'm married. I'm checking the bathroom again. Once you're married, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just keep it clean. Uh, boom. Uh, but yeah, you can like yeah. wash the person or mm-hmm. they can wash you or whatever. Yes, connection. Yeah, real connection, you know. And it's like, um, and, and this is also the practice of like learning to receive, you know. And this is really super important. And also I'll say for men as well, you know. Um, I feel like men aren't taught how to receive, you know, and it's something that they um, have to make space for in their lives. You know, the yoga practice is great for this because like you receive the breath into your body, you know, and how the breath can touch like the deepest parts of you, you know, this beautiful tenderness um, that kind of strokes the inside of you, you know, that, that no one else can touch. And, uh, you know, as um, as men, you know, they're in, even in terms of like the sexual contact and sexual intimacy, it is taught that like they're penetrating you know they're entering you know and they're going into something it's the women that is receiving but you know men um and this is what i don't think we men get thought about and actually even women as well like in terms of sexual relationships there are acupressure points you know um on the lingam the penis and uh and inside the yoni and the lingam the lingam is the the penis you should know this kevin we spoke about so the lingam it's the pillar. It, it literally means pillar of light. Oh, yeah. and so this is that kind of consciousness, that energy that you can penetrate with. Yeah. Hey, it's a bit, How we got it's on bit camera? Op- which, that's a bit which, optimistic. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not because actually, you know, you could be here. I'm saying the then, scale you're working with. No, no, but it's not though. It can be like boom, you know, because it's it's the energy, you know. Oh, it's right, nothing okay. to do with the size or the erection and the hardness. And this is the beauty actually of like when it comes to like men trying to like you know, um, break down the barriers of what they think they need to look like and whatnot when it comes to making love, you know, um, your face right now, Kevin. No, I'm just trying to concentrate. <laughs> okay, you're like... <laughs> no, but it's like okay, this they, is... Yeah, yeah, but when they think, you know, that like they're... Um, that they have to look a particular way and be like a particular hardness and size and whatnot. And if they're not, then they're somehow less than. It's not about this. There's an energetic connection and um, an energetic flow between people, you know. And so when the tip of the lingam touches the cervix, the inside the yoni, this connection is made and now a man is able to receive the woman this is when a man takes the woman in so he literally receives the nectar of the woman this is known in in the tantric and taoist traditions you know and oftentimes we don't even get to that point because it's just kind of like oh i've penetrated now i'm in we're going for it you know and this is not just men it's men and women together you know that have these perceptions around um what sex is i said this in the last one that you know our our sexuality has been you know commoditized and it's like we're 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 taking in all of this information all of the time about what sex looks like how long it should last how what what it should sound like how it should feel and um and and so we're actually on autopilot and not in real connection with the person that is in front of us right now in this moment 
um, going through everything that they're going through in their life right now in this mm -hmm. moment, the emotions that are moving through them, the thoughts that are moving through them, their worries, their fears, their desires, the things that are making them happy, all of us changing, you know, all of the time. And this is the beautiful thing about like the, the whole practice of taking pleasure as a practice. One of the biggest things like that I hear, you know, sometimes when I'm speaking to people or people are asking me questions, they're like, oh, I'm grand when it comes to my own pleasure. Like I've got that covered. Like I know everything, you know, and it's these things that as soon as someone says this they're like whether they they know or not I I instantly know they don't know mm. because once you open this door you know and once you kind of step inside this world you know that you will never know anything that this is an infinite boundless limitless space that you can constantly be expanding into all of the time and uh, and even for me like i've i've been in this world for a couple of for a while now you know and uh, and i know that there is more you know mm. like uh, so it's it's yeah and so you know how cuz you've tapped into that it's it's like it's actually like mark whitwell said he said yoga or practice of yoga teaches you to be intimate with yourself mm. and intimate with life mm -hmm. and once you can do that you can be intimate with other people yes um and actually that brings me on to an, another question mm -hmm. that we had um have mark whitwell's teachings changed your life and if so what way love heart <laughs> red love heart um i want to say my instinct I want so the first thing that I want to say is no Mark's with Mark Withwell's uh, teachings haven't changed my life and that's because I don't believe anything that is outside of you can change your life that I believe that the power to change your life exists only and purely inside of yourself and I mean the amount of teachers that I've had in uh, in my life and the amount of places I've practiced and the things that I've done, um, uh, I mean, have all been in some way life changing. However, um, none of these practices matter. I say this with the women's circles, you know, that I do and I teach them practices. I'm like, this information does not matter, you know, um, if you don't put it into practice, because actually, um, what changes your life is the is the is your own truths that arise from your own practice and that's you know that's you showing up in your life every day choosing to show up on your mat or choosing to show up anywhere in a relationship you're making that choice mm -hmm. that's your discipline you know and uh, to say in any way shape or form that someone has changed your life is to instantly give that person power Brilliant. Over I, I, I think Mark would, because from what I know of Mark and sitting there with him and chatting to him, uh, he would agree with that. I mean, mm -hmm. because his a big message that I got from him was, you know, you don't need a guru. You, you don't. We are sharers. We are sharers of each other, of information, mm -hmm. and the change happens from within. But it's you have to you have to study yourself and your own thoughts first. Yeah. And as you said, when you give that power to someone else you're then maybe become dependent upon them like oh they told me to do this so i did it and that's and you instantly play into the hierarchy of this as well yes you know and i, I you know i might actually say something about the guru as well because i was of that frame of mind that um gurus uh 
don't exist let's say or something and mm-hmm. that they're not real and that you should never give anyone power um and whatnot and uh in the last um uh year and a maybe a year almost two years now um i have kind of um changed my mind about this and uh and i also um may change my mind again in the future you yeah. know and i think this is uh, something that's very important for me it's like to be open to change you know my mind i used to be very hard about the fact that like oh you know good like you know you can't follow anyone and blah, blah, blah. you're your own guru you listen to yourself you follow yourself and i very much believe in this but there's certain things that i've experienced now and it's it's if you have certain desires um and oftentimes when they say like, you know, listen to your own guru, most of us don't know how to listen to our own guru. We don't know how to hear the instructions. And so um, for me, the, the people outside of us are are all teachers. It doesn't matter who they are, whether they're saying they're teachers or not, you know, mm-hmm. they're all teachers and they're in some way directing, directing us and allowing us to hear our inner gurus. And I have, I do have a guru in, in India who, um, uh it's very dear to my heart and uh very dear to my own personal practice are they alive yeah 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 very dear to my own personal practice and um uh well let, let's let's define for two things or well, one is so say say a guru okay what what i'm getting so like a spiritual teacher someone mm-hmm. who um passes on knowledge to you because we we all have different different knowledge that we can share with each other mm-hmm. what i mean by we don't need the guru is we don't need that person as in we can't give them all the power as in we, we are lost without them that's oh, what i mean so when I, we, I think when we hear the word guru we think of someone like bikram for example and okay. like oh he's the all-knowing and we are but he's not a guru actually so in in india with all of these like tradition mm-hmm. the tantric tradition you know, you're you're initiated into very particular energy. When you hear of swamis, these have been initiated um, in very particular rituals. And so um, Bikram was never a guru, you know. Mm. He set up a, a, a brand, yeah. you know. And uh, the same way as, you know, um, Patabi Joyce did and the same way as um, Iyengar did, mm. they set up brands. Mm. And, you know, they came from India and they were like, ooh, it's the gurus, you know. Mm. But uh, at least to m- at the best of my knowledge, they were never initiated into this energy. And in this energy, you can be initiated through your teacher, mm. okay? Or you can be initiated um, by grace, mm. okay? And then, you know, it's, it's very much about uh, determining your own... Um, for me, when it comes to everything that I've learned, I'm very much rooted in my own self. And so I will hear everything and I will be open to everything that everyone is saying. But it's really important that I then take those uh, thoughts and those words and those things that they're saying to me and feel it in my own body, feel it in my own world and and feel how that interacts with me. And so to not take everything as gospel, but to understand what is the truth that arises from my own self, you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe these people have like dropped seeds in you, mm-hmm. but the flower that has arisen from this seed has come from completely um, uh, from my um, from my practice, mm-hmm. you know? 
and from yeah. my willingness to participate in that. Exactly. You've grown that flower yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. that, that's that's brilliant, Jen. And, and another concept you, you referenced there was the idea of ideas. You know, often people have an idea and we will think um, you're wrong instead of that idea is wrong or I disagree with you instead of I disagree with that idea. I'm the, I'm the same way. I mean, I'm constantly changing my mind about things because I learn and I think, okay, I didn't examine that. I get new information. And I think we have to um, understand that we are ever changing mm -hmm. and that you can't ask yourself next time you encounter someone, do you dislike them or do, do you dislike that idea? for example well for me it's more i'm i'm interested in what compels me towards certain things and repels me from others mm -hmm. and for me this is how i engage with these you know if if i find myself reactive to something i don't sit there and stay reactive i go i just got really reactive right there <laughs> you know and uh then it's like okay and then i i dig into this okay like what about what was it about this that triggered me? Mm -hmm. And then I go into this like de it's contemplation, you know, mm -hmm. these states that you allow yourself to go into, and what you discover is just a little bit apart, like a, um, about yourself. You know, you discover again. It's like your likes and dislikes, your beliefs that form mm -hmm. your opinion of the world, and um, yeah. So for me, it's more about you know, I never discard anyone's opinion or anyone's belief because if they're saying it. At this moment in time, right now, this is what is true for them. Mm. And for me, it's like, okay, thank you. And for some reason, I had to hear this. And so now I have now I does now I choose how I engage in this. You know, I, do I stay contracted and mm -hmm. resistant and and defiant? You know, because for me, this is judgment. You know, mm. and as soon as I move into the space of where I'm judging something. Um, and judgment, I think, is really important because when you judge and when you make criticism of others or even of yourself, you're discovering, you know, these are little things that you're using to discover what's alive in you right now. And but also to recognize that as soon as you make a judgment, if you stay in the space of judgment, you are instantly living into this hierarchy of well, I know better than them. Yeah. And not only that, I so know true. more than them. And not only that, like, um what I believe is more important than what they believe completely I, I've had criticism and in the past I'd be like you haters you know <laughs> I'll show you and 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 what I realized was that's the destructive way of thinking instead uh, if I ever get criticism which I very rarely do but if I do I'm thing is your family will never criticize you oh they right? will they, well mine they, <laughs> my, my, you know they'll give you like um well mine 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 don't but like common sense your friends will tell you what you want to hear right let's say your friends tell you want to hear but the people that tell you um what you don't want to hear that you need to listen to that because mm -hmm. um especially if like okay occasionally you'll get like someone who's just a nutter fair enough whatever they'll say something because they've maybe have, well, that's not fair maybe saying nutter but like someone has stuff going on in their life and you should probably is it wise to think okay well we don't know what's going on in their life and maybe they've checked on to me so i'm gonna let that one slide but if more than one person tells you the same thing you it's i i'm talking about myself now it's a good idea to say right maybe i should look at that and address what i could do differently there because otherwise as you said you have this hierarchy of no my ideas but my my opinion is more important than your opinion and you don't yeah. you don't really learn yeah. um so um 
Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you're essentially armoring around yourself. Exactly. You know, you're fortifying what your idea of yourself is. Mm-hmm. And this is detrimental because this fortifying and this armor keeps us away from the recognition of the great self, let's mm. say, which is that connection that you are always in connection to the divine, the same way you are always in connection to the divine, you know? Mm. And uh and and you know, when we choose to to do this, we're set. We're cre- we're instantly creating and breathing into that separation that is that really drives all life. You know, mm. yeah. so mm. yeah. Nice, Jane. All right. If you could only do yoga for five minutes every day, what would you do? Oh God. Double question mark. I die. Oh my god! I, sometimes I st- I say like, oh, I only have twenty minutes here, and then I get on my mat and I start practicing, and I'm just suddenly like, everything that I have to do doesn't matter anymore, and I'm just like, two hours later, I'm just like, mm, mm. like bliss, you know? Yeah. Okay, for five minutes. I mean, uh, sorry, was that a yoga practice or just any practice? Yoga. Yoga practice. Um, if I only had five minutes, I would probably uh, do sun salutations. Yeah, and just do however many I could, you know, choose either six or 12 sets of sun salutations, moving with the body, breathing with the body, you know. I always say this in my yoga classes, you know, that what like the purpose of sun salutations is to allow yourself to move into a state of no mind you know yeah. a lot of us think that it's 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 just about you know warming the body up and whatnot and we do this kind of these real like kind of crazy like you know jumping back forward and jumping over here and to go you know <laughs> like breathing like this you know but actually it's to find you know this um the beautiful space where the breath is marrying the the mind and the body together you know mm. where the body is moving repetitively and the breath is moving rhythmically and in that sense then um the mind moves into this space of being in hypnotized or entranced mm. you know and it's a very it's it's a simple and very powerful practice you know mm. to kind of call your in self into a attention and uh, kind of into that connection um quickly you know mm. like i was saying to you earlier you know when we talk about spirituality as well like a lot of pe- a lot of us I, I i keep hearing um like a lot of people talking about the mind and the heart as these two separate things mm. um where it's almost like oh i'm i'm making a decision from my mind now and now i'm making a decision from my heart mm-hmm. um and th- and for me and even the tantrika say this day it's like your mind has arisen from your heart mm-hmm. you know and actually even like as a baby the fetus the heart actually forms at the very top of the the spine around the crown of the head and well not around the crown of the head actually because the 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 way the cells move then essentially the the head begins to kind of form and tilt and the heart falls from let's say mm. the space of the mind mm-hmm. to the heart and the head curls in like this you know so these are all you know connected and like on the on the kind of celestial dance floor where the heart and mind you know move together what is the thing that is holding that together you know it's the breath that's counting like mm. one two three one actually two, three. And, and i know this geezer quite well so um a great question by the way um if and and what you're saying there is is great, but if if that doesn't resonate with him for some reason, the f- f- simple thing is, uh, James, is that like, you know, the movement is a reminder to breathe. 
That's mm-hmm. what I find. Yeah. You teach people that sensations, they're breathing. You ask someone to lift their hands in the air, they'll automatically breathe in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, if they've done a little bit of yoga. But then once they're still in, let's say, Warrior 2, they'll often hold their breath. So it's a great way to keep the rhythm, as you're saying, <coughs> of, of, of breathing. Yeah. Um, uh, nice page, thank you. Um, <laughs> and another spam message. Okay, uh, last question from me, as in from the peeps. Um, go into great detail about what exactly a yoni circle is double kiss and quite a few flower emojis a women a women's circle a yoni circle a yoni circle yeah okay like a women's circle where we talk about yonis yeah okay exactly yeah <laughs> okay um, it's a great detail i think this might be kind of a joke but <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone arrives and uh, I, we do an, a name check, a register at the door. And, yeah. no, um, I'm sure you can't because it has, yeah, some I of it has to be confidential. Definitely. I, w- I, w- I mean, I, we, you can... You can say like, you mean, if you had a police, just no comment, you know? Um, come. <laughs> come. Come. Come to, to the circle. <laughs> boom. There you go. Come to the circle. There's your, there's yeah. your answer. No, yeah. I mean, I, it'd That's be very question. nice. I would like to talk a little bit about uh, what we do, because I think it's nice for, you know, even women who are curious uh, to hear um, what happens. I mean, this is very much just um, opening space Um to allow the women to connect deeply to themselves. You know, Mm. we don't get a chance to do that Mm -hmm. all of the time. Mm -hmm. And with a very specific focus around, you know, moving into this, like your feminine nature, into connecting to your womb space, like to begin to consider things like sensuality and sexuality Mm -hmm. and how they show up in your life, you know? And I think unless space is made in your life um, to kind of consider these things, we don't, do it ourselves mm-hmm. you know so this anyone can go it doesn't matter who you are you're allowed to go yes and also as well like you can choose to participate as much or as little as you want yeah. you know that if you're uncomfortable at any point there's i always say this like it's like you're free to kind of move in and out of this space you know it's like like to stay in the room you know but to to participate or not part- and the stuff that we do i mean it's very um it's very light it's not you know it's about connection and it's about you know breathing particular ways but just more so opening yourself up to ideas Mm -hmm. and it's like allowing yourself to expand the world that you live in and that you think exists you know um it's like if you only live in ireland you you don't know what the outside world looks like you know and when you go traveling the people who have traveled know this where they're kind of like whoa Mm -hmm. they come back with all of these new experiences and this is what i say when it comes to things like having a sexual mentor it's like we don't have this so therefore what what defines our world around sex stays that way unless we're willing to open up the conversation about it and this is just simply space for this you know Mm. okay brilliant jen that's my questions now your turn okay (coughs) excuse me Mm. how do we work instagram shavers i'm like (laughs) It's actually quite difficult Instagram when you first start and get used to it. Yeah. In my uh, 300 hour teacher training with Bryce, there was every day they would do like an hour on Instagram, how to use it. And I was amazed at how many people didn't know how to use Instagram. I know. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's I'm still learning, I think. I'm <laughs> trying to figure it out. There's lo- this, There's loads of questions in this. Okay. 
Um, Do you want me to read them? So there's ideas and techniques for connecting with a partner spiritually, energetically, before, during and after sex to deepen the experience and connection for both. Um, kind of like foreplay ideas. So, yeah, this is also, though, as well, like spiritually and energetically they're oh. talking about. So, OK, maybe if I could just maybe we could describe this like before, during and after sex. Um, mm -hmm. So have a bath. Before <laughs> you love your bath. Well, that's your Pisces baby. You're all water. Oh right, there yeah. you go. Um. So. Um. Okay. So before intimacy, I would say it's so important to create a space where you are just purely together. You know, like they say, trust is made up of the smallest moments. You know, so taking time, whether it's you know whoever it is in the partnership, you know, to prepare the bed space, like to prepare the space where you're going to be. You know, maybe light some candles, put on some incense, um, and also as well to kind of create a a, a place where the senses can become fully alive you know our world is defined by our senses and how you know we choose to to participate in the kind of sensory experience and they also as well are are the kind of um uh the the tools i want to say um that that defines our safety as well and so it's really important to create like this safe space that's held where there's not going to be distractions or anything like this you know you can call it a love appointment if you want you yeah, know, to create good. these times you know yeah. we have so many other appointments in our lives like we do this we do that you know mm -hmm. to create time to have a love appointment and then to just sit and connect with each other you know to as i said to you like to like sit you know cross-legged you know in front of each other or whatever position is comfortable even just to lie down together but to be just in a space where you're only connecting with your eyes first you know mm. where you start to feel like when you do this your breath naturally starts to to sink you mm. know and then the breath you know moves like this and then your energies start to communicate you know um, between each other like this little fizzling between you both um and you can even do like specific practices where you are actually breathing together where you're consciously breathing like inhaling and exhaling and it's the same rhythm and there's also really nice exercises that you can do where you know you're kind of like um, moving energy between you give me your hands here because we have the ca the the yeah, camera can yeah, we see this? Yeah. okay just relax your elbows here a little bit bend your elbows bend, 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 okay, bend them. yeah hold my hands yeah. now uh, and actually a really nice way for, to hold hands is the man um or the the one the masculine kind of energy his hands are up and then the oh, woman yeah. her hands so the thumb slides in between the index and middle finger and slides into the palms of the hands yeah, like this, this. Camera. Going. okay yeah, yeah you got that yeah. yeah okay and then from here you kind of want to move in a circle so hold on a second i'm going to show you from the woman's side first you'll start from your sacral area you'll move mm -hmm. towards mine and then up my body up towards my heart mm -hmm. and then we move back to your heart and down the body to your sacral area yeah mm. so when this is so it's like just like Keep a little circle, circle like yeah. this oh, yeah right, cool. and so now when we're breathing i'm going to breathe like this i'm going to inhale as you come in like that and then exhale as i move towards you inhale i receive you exhale i give myself to you and you're doing the same thing. When I'm inhaling, oh, you're yeah. exhaling. Mm -hmm. exhale. Oh, I'm exhaling. You're exhale. Yeah, so you're exhaling. You're giving to me <laughs> like this. And now you're receiving. Inhale. Very nice. I get yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. 
And so here it's yeah. like this this thing now we're making a circle, you know, mm. very simple and very, very powerful. You can do this. Um, and also, you might feel a bit, little disclaimer, just because you might feel a bit silly doing this the first time. Uh, you might do. I'm saying, well, of course, people, and have yeah. a bit of a laugh at it. Like, it's, oh, just a bit, a little, it's just a bit funny, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but this, it's about curiosity. It's about playfulness. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't have to be here being fucking serious, like, oh, I've got the breathing <laughs> wrong. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's but, but definitely it's about going slow, you know. You know, actually, I might say something about this in terms of like, I was speaking to you a little bit about like the developmental stages of, of, of arousal. Yeah. That we go through in our life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this, this is a part of this, you know, um, because just as, as we have these developmental stages as we move through when we're growing, you know, um, we also have them in terms of like the anatomy of arousal, let's say. And when we're young, we have what's known as um, our erotic innocence, okay? And so this is like when we're kids, where our sexual pleasure is very much just for us, okay? And um, I mean, kids, if anyone knows, young kids, they explore themselves, they explore their sensations, their, their, their sexuality and everything like this, but it's just theirs, okay? when they become older they move into sexual um activation which is when you start um, moving in towards your adolescence and now suddenly men are producing semen women are menstruating and there's this kind of sexual activation in terms of hormones you know exploding through your body and so now your sexuality is very much um explored in relationship to your peers okay it's 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 and it's so interesting for example like imagine if you had a 16 year old daughter okay this is also where we start to learn shame and guilt and you know behavioral patterns these things that we pick up and we keep for the rest of our lives if we're not looking at them imagine you had a 16 year old daughter who came downstairs in a little mini skirt a boob tube wearing lipstick and her hair straight and she's telling you she's going into town you'd be like you wouldn't be like Hello there. This is a very healthy part of your uh, like uh, erotic ex- um, um, activation and exploration, and mm-hmm. you know this is a healthy part of your developmental stage of life. You know, um, uh, have a great time. You'd be like, get up those bloody stairs. You're not going out in that short skirt. holy water. Yeah, <laughs> Sinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah you would it, yeah it would. And so reaction. now we start to learn shame we start to learn mm. like this thing around like we're starting to determine what's safe what's not safe and we develop these fears around our sexuality around expression of our sexuality and so then we move into the next stage which is um erotic exploration this is the part where actually we we really shut down you know this is the part where Mm, we start to figure out like you know what what do we like what do we not like you know maybe we explore like what it's like to this is I mean there's not really any age for this but this is more around you know in your uh, let's say 20s for the lack of an age sake of an age saying an age um and you're supposed to do this when you're young okay to see like what does it feel like to kiss a girl you know what does it feel like to have a threesome you know um what does it feel like to to make love in nature you know all of these things this is about exploring yourself your likes your dislikes and this also determines you know uh you know um who you are as a person you know and also because of the world that we live in this is very much shut down we're like in in a 
kind of a single relationship from quite early on and oftentimes you know we, we're we're human we all have these desires you know even if you're in connection with somebody you're you're um you may find yourself attracted to other people you know but there's this barrier then around we can't explore this you know mm-hmm. and, and this is it's supposed to happen when you're young because we have this ageism as well imagine you know a 60 year old man is now suddenly going to a kink club we're like oh he's a pervert you know we have this ageism and I think that's also wrong as well because I think pleasure is for all ages and actually even this scale even though we're talking about timelines here you can kind of move between all of them and so this is like where you start to explore things like kink clubs and BDSM and all of these things and you start to kind of um, widen your sexual appetite this is where creativity comes in because you're exploring things you know in relationship to others you know and you're you're sourcing ideas and I think this is like the world that I've very much been in the last number of years and um and it's so uh enjoyable like it's terrifying and scary but I think for me it's also been so necessary to to really allow myself to express what it is that I want, what it is that I don't want, and not in relationship to my beliefs, but in relationship to who I am in this moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we move into the next stage. There's a certain point in your life then, and a lot of people are experiencing this right now, even in relationship to people, um, in, in, in relationship to their partners, where they suddenly start to say, there has to be something more. Okay, and once you have this kind of inkling of a question, then you know you're in the next stage. And the next stage now is about erotic expansion. And this is when you start to move into the state of, okay, how do we slow down? What does it look like, you know, to to be in a deep connection with each other? How do we do that? How do we navigate this territory? And so now you begin to slow everything down. It becomes um, very exploratory, yes. But there's also generally a a kind of an aspect to to move towards what we're calling spirituality now as well in sex, you know. And and a very beautiful, beautiful uh, space to be in. And then after this state, then we have what's called erotic wisdom, you know? And so now once you've experienced all of these things, you know, it's like now you can start to take this, this erotic wisdom that is born in and of yourself. Um, and you, this is when you suddenly can move into states of like, you know, as I said, like having sex with life, you know, like looking at a sunset and finding that the sun is penetrating, deeply penetrating and warmly nourishing every single part of your body being and that you find your your skin and pores are open and breathing and alive with this sensation you know like how you um oh like when you're moving in nature and you're you know even in the summertime and the grass is long and you can feel the the grass like tickling your ankles like to be so sensitive and attuned to yourself like this mm. where it's pleasurable and this is the this the, the friction you know like we need it it's the friction that like articulates the skin of life you know and how that touches you you know it's just powerful this is when these moments you know this is when life really turns into poetry you know and like you even think about people like like um, Michelangelo and Leonardo da Vinci like they like some of the greatest are like the, the two probably most famous and greatest artists of all of art all of their time you know they left behind the largest body of unfinished work um 
more than anybody else and this is like a real call to you know it's not about the finished product or the end goal it's about the expression and the exploration in between and you can take this into your sexual life as well you know that it's not about boom we did it let's go because nowadays you know we're using sex even with ourselves alone and with our partners as a sleeping pill you know and it's like we do it go asleep you know mm. and there there's uh and and i think what i'm finding i mean i'm in this world so people are talking to me about this what i'm finding is like a yearning for a deeper connection and how to go about all these that's what all these questions are about mm -hmm. you yeah. know how do i connect deeply you know mm -hmm. so well there's a very long answer now to this <laughs> but yeah oh sorry oh Next. god here One. we but oh, then so yeah that's before geez i'm only speaking about oh, the before Jesus. part but then during okay so <laughs> during sex uh, let, let's please speak about this for a moment this is um bit of eye contact yeah well yeah but it's also about slowing down and it's about you know in in Taoism it's super important that first of all and not even Taoism it's just in the in the kind of energetic exploration and whether it's tantric or Taoist practices you know first of all the foreplay or whatever and this is you know to prepare the genitals you know for um to be received you know and to give and uh and that's on both sides not just the women receiving and the man giving it's the tumble between the two um and so uh to find like that the yoni is lubricated and moist and pulsing you know it's like she's breathing you know and now she's like like ready to be like ready to be entered and that the man as well is simultaneously like prepared you know and um and then you know the talk about like you know arriving at you know Taoists they use this beautiful poetic language arriving at the jade gate yeah and uh we're um what is it because i heard of jade eggs what does jade mean What's that got to do with anything? Oh, a, that's a... Can we, can we go back to sorry, that? Sorry, sorry, like, yeah, well, Let's on. go back to it. No, let's carry on this person's question. Yeah, sorry. yeah. So, <laughs> but I will answer that because it's very sweet. Again, this okay. I love this imagery. It's very poetic and very... Um, it, it really points towards the, the art of sex, you know, which is really what we're, you know, mm. moving into to try and bring that into our, our world, like an art form. And, uh, and so, yes, yeah, so to to arrive at the jade gate and to enter and it's very important that it, you're entered very slowly you know um that the that uh, the woman is receiving the lingam and it's like this very when you're there with someone who's pr fully present this moment alone can be just oh, mind-blowing you know where you're like whoa and you feel this like huge surge of energy open up through you you know and it's just this deep um uh yeah this deep aliveness like this 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 world that's pouring and tumbling between the two you know and then uh you know during sex i mean as i was saying earlier like all of us we have these maps of pleasure on our body and you know oftentimes we just get stuck in the same three or maybe you maybe not more than that but like same three or four um positions you know and um and also as well the the similar thrusting you know it's like we have the same rhythm and we keep going at it, at it. and the men think like i just have to keep 
come and learn until she like orgasms you know and so it's not even about this it's about learning you know the responses like women and men and we have these responses during sexuality to become attuned you know become attentive to like looking at her cheeks flush you know to seeing goosebumps ride up her breasts you know to watch these movements um and that's you know that's really the territory of the man the woman is to be in the space of enjoying to be allowed the space to fully expand into her own pleasure and the man is almost like i'm i'm i I wish i could speak about this in terms of all genders i mean i don't want to exclude this but maybe i hope people can uh hear um let's say when you say men you're saying masculine energy when you say women yeah 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 exactly and so that there someone is in that receptive and someone is in that giving energy all the time and so the man is kind of driving and kind of learning like the kind of roadmaps of this pleasure you know and uh like there's different kinds of of thrusts that you can do you know in Taoism they talk about it like whether it's like slow and penetrating or um uh, or slow and deep or else swift and shallow you know um mix it up and to mix it up and also like whether it's you know going in straight or whether it's slanted you know what pressure points in the yoni are you touching you know and then the different positions you know that you can like move into you know like in the beginning they say you know that the uh it's much um and it's it's this is maybe I can say this now because it's it's super powerful for everyone to hear in the beginning you know you enter in very slowly and very deep and so you have the kind of slow deep like penetrating um thrusting action and this is really they call um is this question from a, from someone of masculine energy yes oh, yeah okay. yeah yeah and so this is like um when the 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 base of the 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 base of the the lingam let's say so around his kind of air like a uh, pubic bone is in contact with her pubic bone and that they're uh, really pressed together there's a compression it's very tight and that you're you're kind of pulsing very slowly into it and so this is really important right at the beginning because if you're kind of sliding in and out right from the beginning the clitoris can become very um what's that word uh, with with friction it can become sore mm. uh, like sensitive mm-hmm. yeah and also as well like the 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 shaft of the of the penis can become like this as well so to be inside and to basically be pumping you know like this i hope people hold on here we go like that okay yeah and so they call this like the the mound of venus actually okay this is what mm. they call in Taoism. it's so beautiful and so that you're pumping and so this is also as well stimulating the clitoris and the way the clitoris likes to be stimulated i mean there's lots of different ways the clitoris likes to be stimulated but when in terms of penetrative sex it's like that kind of like deep pulsing and so here now you're beginning to kind of ignite and again even l- lubricate even more the inside of the yoni and then you move into different ways of thrusting in the beginning and for beginners they generally say like nine slow pumps boom slow slow nine times and then one long deep out come all the way out and then go all the way in and then you go nine more times and then you come all the way out really slow and go all the way in and so this is like it's uh, like to get into a rhythm of this i'll say that again you're going to pen <laughs> you were <laughs> recording it we're recording joking, joking. <laughs> okay all right and so yeah and so then and there's many different ways i mean 
you know and to also as well get curious about different kinds of posture like different it's essentially like you can create like a little you know the way people create yoga sequences you know you can create you know it looks kind of fun to do you can create like little asanas let's say like moving from position to position mm -hmm. like see how do you stay connected and you know move from like tabletop to mm -hmm. you know lying down or to moving like you know and so there's still um you know there's there's generally they'll say four positions you know m man on top woman on top uh side by side and whatever way that is you know and like connecting with eyes sometimes maybe um and then um man from behind i'm only speaking there here about men and women but it is this is yeah masculine and feminine yeah. and uh and so um and then these are all you know how you move how you thrust um is all you know to discover and to allow um her arousal to open up fully and this is where it becomes like this really get curious explore you know get like don't be afraid to make mistakes you know the the biggest turnoff ever like that i ever find is like when someone thinks they know everything you know mm -hmm. and you're just kind of sitting there going like it's so boring like mm -hmm. when you think you know any everything like you have you're not open to learning mm -hmm. you know you're not open to growing because you're sitting there in your little thing going, oh, i know everything that's why you've got to really you know? look at face expressions to see how the things are being received yeah um and, what and at the end then cup of, of tea and a biscuit yeah, at, yeah but actually <laughs> but even you know it, with as much attention as you arrive you also leave you know mm -hmm. and so and it's it's really important this is also as well like creating that uh, safety and also creating that connection for the woman you know mm. um so that um or for the feminine to to be held and like to have kind of like a a, a bit of time like for cuddling and i mean we all know this ladies don't we like when they have to go straight away to the bathroom and it's like and you know like you kind of understand because you're just like okay i know they have to go to the bathroom and whatnot but it's like oh you know and i often as well find like sometimes i get like a little bit kind of like mm, when say for example if there's been like an exchange of um of fluids between the body you know and then like the guy gets up like to leave and like you know try to like you know like, get tissue or something to clean you up like i often find like i i i i find and this is a personal thing i'll say myself you know um other people may have may have things around feeling sticky or something i know my friend does and um and she doesn't like to feel like that kind of stickiness but um and she kind of gets a little bit sick by it but i know for me that like when i'm given a tissue to like clean myself up it's like this feeling of dirtiness like i'm i'm dirty and it's not like this is like beautiful life force energy it's vital energy you know mm. and um and even as well, like semen, you know, is like this super sacred fluid, you know, in 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 tantric practice and mm -hmm. in Taoism, you know, like in uh, they have like this um, where, you know, putting semen, you know, women take semen on on their face and it's all to do with like longevity and also, you know, restoring youthfulness and all of this kind of stuff like super like think of think of semen for a second. Yeah. Yeah, like this has the capacity to create life. It has the nutrients and the vitamins to, to create something that is absolutely magic. And the body every day is making this, you know, um, and, and pulling its kind of best resources from itself, you know, in terms of what you're eating, your lifestyle. So it's pulling all the best sources of itself and, and kind of creating this incredible 
fluid you know and it's potent um and th- this actually leads on to the next question that uh, he's talking about in terms of um ejaculation like the benefits of non-ejaculation um that can't be good for you what not ejaculating oh this i'll tell you this today like we talk about semen now so um if you are ejaculating every day which is what most people do, mm. then the body has to constantly, most men do, <laughs> uh, means the body is constantly having to pull from these resources, you know, and it's actually very draining for the body. You think about this, like imagine that happening all the time. Generally, this is, this is, is. Oh, I mean, I mean, sorry, Jensen, I mean, like getting to the point where you're going to and then stopping. Oh, it's, yeah, that's okay. Like, this is actually mm. what you're trying to do. This is actually where men move into full body orgasm. And maybe I'll just talk about the semen first and then touch on that yeah, point yeah, because sure. the, and I'll also touch on the jade egg as well. Because there's a, actually, okay, so jade in Taoism is said to be the semen of the dragon. Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, and so this is like formed in the earth. Okay. And mm. uh, like the semen of the dragon, uh, like, yes, on the, on, is on the, or released on the earth. And, um, yeah. So, um, and this is said to be like super healing, has very health, like loads of health properties, all about longevity and um, really incredible, uh, benefits and, and whatnot. <coughs> Excuse me. And so, um, so what we try to do in our in our practices then is that we try to separate um, ejaculation from orgasm, you know, because it's very stressful for the body. We actually know this from sportsmen, you know, or sportsmen and women. Mm-hmm. Like these are athletes who are trying to optimize the health of their body and the performance of their body and like i'm sure you've heard this like the amount of people you've spoken to and the things that you listen to that like there are you know boxers and whatnot out there that say like before a game they won't have sex um for six weeks or something like Mm -hmm. this um, before the fight because they're dispensing these very vital nutrients um and and minerals cheaply yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, if they had sex the way I know how to have sex, they could, you know, exponentially increase their vitality, you know, and actually very funny. Like when so I was corner boxes out there, when I was, <laughs> 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 but when I was, um, when I was uh, younger, I was dating a weight uh, guy who was into weightlifting. And it was so funny because I mean, I was in my early twenties and um, before competition we wouldn't be allowed to have sex and I was I remember this used to fuel me even more to be kind of like mm. I want to have sex now that I can't and oh, so for okay. me it was this kind of game of seduction that I very much enjoyed <laughs> and I was like how can I Poor get him geezer. to make love with me like and for me it was like this and it's like the teasing you know like and both of us enjoyed it you know but then like he'd arrive to the to the um competition and then I get a message from his coach being like Jenny <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah like, not leave him alone like Jenny like what have you done you know it's like he's not supposed to ejaculate and um or not supposed to have sex and like for me I was like hmm. but now I mean like now if it would be very different now you know and so um <laughs> 
And so, uh, yeah, because it's it's known, you know, that you have less power in your body, mm. that you're not as effective, your system is slower. So imagine if you're doing this daily, which mm. most men are, and they're using it as a way, again, it's a stress release, you know. Mm. It's a similar orgasm to the clitoral orgasm that I was speaking about in the last episode, you know, that, you know, we have this kind of, you know, movement towards pleasure. There's this kind of like increase the whole time. Then there's a climax and then there's a very, you know, definite finish where there's a feeling of being tired and like completion, I'm done, you know. But actually when you can start to separate ejaculation from orgasm and when you when you start to gain control over ejaculation then not only can you continue in terms of the uh, in terms of the sexual intimacy which women actually very much need um then uh yeah you can also start to open yourself to much deeper orgasm so for example they will say you know when i'm talking about thrusting they will say that like um like in Taoism, they talk about it's a thousand thrusts to satisfy a woman, okay? And so someone would listen to that and go, Jesus Christ, a thousand thrusts. I mean, for the uninitiated, that's very like overwhelming. Mm-hmm. However, this is this is um, probably about half an hour worth of making love, which, you know, when you get to this um, stage uh, is kind of only the beginning of things, you know? And so... Um, uh, they say like in you know the statistics or whatever m- most men are lasting between five to ten minutes before they orgasm before they ejaculate and that they'll do like f- between 50 and 100 pumps I mean 100 pumps <laughs> but 100 thrusts but this is nowhere near enough for a woman you know and so <laughs> she's leaving she's leaving not satisfied okay and many women out there are saying like even to me like you know um, I, I find it very difficult to to have orgasms uh, during sex. And this is because we're on a time scale. Like we literally know, like I have to be bloody quick here. And so we're here and we're like, you know, like feeling, but then we're also using our imagination and we're trying to get there real quick before they come, you know? And, um, and so this is about learning how to control uh, your ejaculation. Also as well, because as a woman becomes closer, comes closer to the climax, she'll start to move her body like much closer, like the thrusting will get deeper mm-hmm. and there'll be this very like incredible, uh, like I mean it's 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 almost this energy, I want to say it's agitation, but it's not so much, it's, it's not like agitation like, you know, but it's like this agitation um, and this, this kind of, um, almost like this sucking, you know, like there's like, and it's really hard for men to resist this, you know? Mm. And so if he ejaculates before she comes, and if this is the rule and not the exception, this is known to ruin relationships. Yeah. And so now it's like coming into this space, like where it's like, okay, well, how do I engage with this more? And how do you engage with this? There's some very simple practices, okay, that you can do. Okay. The the there's some breath practices that you can do i'd love to teach men this kevin can we put a call out there like because uh, the the orgasm workshops that i hold for women you're like who are you calling <laughs> no hello? <but> the <laughs> okay uh, hello hello kevin hello men of ireland <laughs> i'm making a call <laughs> but yeah the orgasm workshops that i do for women like i could also do for men and for me i'm I'd be so happy, you know, to be like, let's get into a space together and like, I'll teach you the breathwork stuff. And, mm. um, 
but really simple, simple practices for men uh, to start to work with this. And one of the ways um, that you'll begin, okay, and you can do this anywhere, okay, is that you'll uh, squeeze the sphincter muscles, okay? And this is the internal and external. So you begin to, and to squeeze, like to feel the contraction. And for men, and please like for women, the way I would describe this, they can do these practices as well but for women I would describe this a lot differently okay so very specifically for men um they squeeze the the sphincter muscles internal external okay and this is happening as you inhale now stay there pause and you kind of squeeze a little bit harder and now you keep the hold and you exhale but you keep the squeeze pause and you do this breath cycle three times three complete cycles yep. and then the next time you inhale or the next time you exhale or whatever, you slowly and slowly, slowly, slowly begin to relax. Mm -hmm. And then you have to relax for quite a period of time. So it's not now because you don't want to create a tension here, you know. And so now you relax and soften and uh, and and there's a, a softness around here. And then you can continue this and you can do this practice anywhere. You can do it sitting mm -hmm. at work. You can go. OK, and then. Another a very beautiful daily practice that you can mm -hmm. do is when you're going to the toilet. And so during uh, during um, your uh, when you're urinating during the stream, OK, you'll hold. So you squeeze. So you try to stop the stream. OK. Yeah. Um, and so you let it kind of go for a little bit. Then you stop the stream. And so you're squeezing everything. You stop the stream. Then you relax. You let it go again. And then you stop again. And so you'll find like the like. <laughs> the fluid is just like spurting out when you stop and some of that like you know in the beginning I'm saying like, like I know I have a penis or something but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like um but these things and then so this is now where you're starting to control your uh your muscles is and it this good is for you helping. to hold your wee in then but I'm not saying to hold your wee and I'm saying for you to stop the stream so that you you're Mid getting way. used to them yeah so you're getting used to the muscles i'm not saying mm. like hold your wee in now for another two hours and then start again mm. you know i'm saying like you're you're already going you know you're Oof. like midstream stop jesus start again stop women can do that again. i don't think i don't know men it's possible for men and this is actually yeah. some of the beginnings that like some of the beginning practices that you teach men um in order to start to control their ejaculation so now they 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 take ownership of when they're ejaculating and when they're not this is the first step okay. you know um because otherwise you're not in control you're kind of just riding the waves like how they're coming to you mm. and um it's kind of like you don't have any control you can't stop it once mm. it's started you know once that climax is coming you have no way to come back down again mm -hmm. you know and so these are practices you can do on your own mm -hmm. and then when you become comfortable stopping this you can start to you can start to um explore it with a partner and so now you're making love and, and also even this it's like to be open for the the person who's receiving the 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 man um, in this way to give them space you know um so basically this becomes all about them for mm -hmm. a moment in time which is okay you know mm -hmm. and so it's to be like okay so you're making love and then you're you're constantly in, in in communication about what your kind of level of pleasure is and you try not to go over six or seven let's say on your count i would definitely say more so six when you're five or six maybe when you're starting because once you get to like eight or nine it's very difficult to control then when you mm -hmm. don't have the 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 control in place yeah mm -hmm. Um, and so then you kind of every time you kind of get to six then you'll pull back you know and you can also do some breathing exercises I mean I teach this in my yoga classes as well it's the same exercises mm -hmm. um, 
and and so now you're learning to pull this energy through the body okay um and and it starts to move you know in in a kind of up let's say you know mm -hmm. in towards you know, like nourishing the brain and and the spine and whatnot and the same with women as they learn to like draw their energy up like the up suck you know it's like this um they learn to to move up towards orgasm as like to the deeper orgasms mm -hmm. and um jen i really really need to go for a wee i actually really do okay go can, can you can you continue talking oh yeah like talking to that camera okay yeah, yeah. is that all right okay of course i so badly need to go. <laughs> this i know is this so is like funny. i know this you is should like, practice this now it's a sign i've, I've been holding <laughs> you've this you've been drinking I, too much tea i've cash. been drinking too much tea <laughs> i've been holding this for about 20 minutes and i was like right okay and then you start talking about we i was like the one thing <laughs> to talk about so they're like, like now i really need to wee this is quite this is quite embarrassing but um but no, this is the real this is real life it is real men life. we and women we we all people we okay uh, so, uh, yeah so well, where was i saying where was i saying you were again? talking about we retention we retention yeah <laughs> let me remember so, are you good to keep talking yeah i can keep yeah, talking yeah, yeah. Go, on, go on keep going um next question what's the oh yeah the next question yeah. keep going. <coughs> um how to work on building a more masculine energy does this help release slash grow a partner's feminine energy or is this a wrong way to think about it? Hmm. Okay. Um, so for for me, what I have found in my life, and, and also what uh, people talk when they're when they're talking about conscious relating, okay, and conscious relationships, is that in the beginning, um, and let's talk about let's stay on the subject of men since this is from a man so in the beginning um, men will find themselves in relationship with women who are kind of uh, existing in certain kind of archetypes whether they're the mother whether they're the lover the seductress um or um or the, the goddess even so these particular archetypes but in these archetypes archetypes he'll find himself almost being repelled away so that there's some kind of issue where it's just not completely uh, working that he almost feels like he's moving away from this at this point in time it's an indication to step away and do your own work this is where men's circles are super super important where men are allowed to come together and be in the space and um, where they're allowed to be men you know they talk about when it comes to defining like your masculine edge that um expressing anger is a is is often a huge issue for men because maybe they've had relationships of masculine figures in their lives or even feminine figures in their lives um where they have experienced anger and they said oh jesus and they're so repelled by this and and also frightened that they're saying god i'll never act like this and um when you deny yourself this emotion it's so important you know this you're denying and cutting yourself off from from a huge aspect of of what it means to be human and so um in these spaces with other men you can explore a whole range of emotions where you don't have to be constantly 
the man, you know, where you don't have to be uh, strong, where you're allowed to express your vulnerability in relationship to each other. And this is super powerful to have other men as role models that can, um, that you can express. <laughs> There's your bum in front of the camera Sorry. there, Kev. Uh, to have men as other role models in your life where you, where you can express um, and see a man expressing their emotions, their full range of emotions, anger to sadness, you know, pain and grief to happiness and joy. Um, you're giving permission, you know, or you're actually, you're given the permission to be that in yourself, okay? What was the question? So the question was actually to do with uh, um, how to work on building more masculine energy and does this help release or grow a partner's feminine energy? Mm. And so... I'm just talking about the man side of things first and like talking about like going to men's circles and stuff like this because this is how you anchor into your own self, your own masculinity. And, you know, I have a very, uh, sometimes I have a very, uh, um, a little bit of a reaction to trying to separate, you know, our masculine and our feminine because for me, even as I'm existing here as a woman, my masculine is very much present. Even when I'm being like completely erotic and sensual myself and I feel this beautiful Shakti energy moving and kind of waving itself through me I feel my masculine there all of the time supporting and creating a space for that energy to move through mm. and so even as well for the man you know to to allow um to to feel to feel the exact same thing and really beautiful like for me I feel like uh you do these this work you know um release and grow your partner's feminine energy she you know goes and does the work to to move to move into connection towards herself to understand her body you know um her likes her dislikes uh to connect with her rhythm and her cycle and then you come together and then you learn to explore this uh, with each other i think to have like a, a a thought in your mind where i'm doing this and then this will also uh like this will stimulate her to do her work is is an incorrect view because you can't force anyone to change you know mm. um and uh, that's something that's really important when you start to explore this kind of world with someone that your partner is also as interested in exploring this world with you and that it's not something you're forcing on them because that's never something that's going to last because they're going to feel kind of coerced into it it's something that you arrive at um for your own self mm -hmm. you know that's a good question yeah um and then I have this amazing question. I'm going to go into this other. I, d I don't know how you feel about this, uh, Jim. Uh, but like, I think also, what, how do you feel? Oh, actually, no, I won't say it. Like, forget it. Keep going. No, I want to know. No, no, keep going. Um, okay. Um, Oh, wow. Oh, I love this question. Okay. Also about masturbation. How many men are unable to masturbate without porn and have lost all contact to their actual sensuality? Mm. Um, it's huge. Is that something you could go into? Like how to reconnect to your sensual side, um, which is maybe so uncomfortable for men. Um, 
Oh, so so That's beautiful, isn't it? Because uh, isn't it? And this is what I'm saying about men learning how to receive. Yeah, um, because you know we have this kind of let's stereotype for a moment, but this view of men in the world, like where they have to be strong and and uh, hard. You know, like you know, like their bodies and all this kind of stuff, and and that if they're not, they're somehow less masculine. You know, and uh, my God, like. You know, I was talking about Michelangelo and Da Vinci earlier. Like, think about William Blake or Yeats. Like, um, any of the the men, the artists in um in the world that are existing right now and have existed through all time. You know, just as much as women understand about understand sensuality and the pleasures of life, men do as well. Men, um, men have a powerful, powerful way of of witnessing beauty. You know, um, of of kind of pulling that out in somebody else, you know? Mm. And this is um, the gift, you know, that you can give your partner actually, you know, when you are when you allow yourself to fully express, you know, everything in your heart, like get language around it, talk to your partner, you know, like she is the most beautiful thing you've ever seen, you know? Mm. And you don't forget that, you know, you keep going back to that daily, like to tell, and even for the woman, oh my goodness, so important for the woman to say to the man, do you know how beautiful you are? You are gorgeous, you know? Like, it's so funny. We kind of have these things where a woman, we can call a woman beautiful, but we call a man sexy, or we call mm. a man, like, handsome or something like this, you know? These interesting kind of things. Drop all of those barriers, like, and say, like, do you know how beautiful you are? Describe their face, touch them, you know? And uh, for the men to learn to receive this, you know? To learn to receive the love that they're uh, getting from someone, to receive the and it's this softness to allow themselves to be penetrated. You know, actually... Um, you know, they often say like when a man is penetrated himself, he understands more and is more respectful to what a woman goes through um, in terms of the penetration, you know, um, like the vulnerability, the mm. trust that is needed. When a man is penetrated in which way? Like in anally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like anally, you know. And right. the, I'm not talking about like, I'm not talking about um, like same sex here. Like I'm, you know partners can do this together like men and women in heterosexual relationships like get a dildo use your fingers you know and uh and and explore you know and again i mean obviously in when you're comfortable and whatnot like i mean you're not just gonna be like we have to do this you know <laughs> you have to learn how to receive you know it's like to to kind of <laughs> to be open to this you know so um to be open to exploring so this is that very much about the receptiveness of the man you know mm. um and and in that sense then to allow himself to receive the pleasures of life like to engage in sensual um acts like with himself you know to to do the things that kind of um that light him up i mean it's different for everyone you know mm -hmm. some men love listening to to music like and kind of touches their skin the same just as women do you know or poetry you know or that smells you know there's this very beautiful thing you can do with your partner where you like it's um it's like a, it's awakening the senses, you know, and you get things like, you know, you can blindfold each other if you want. It's very beautiful to blindfold each other, but you blindfold each other and like you can get like fruit and oils like essential oils and um you can even like print out like or get little like lines like poetry um you can play music and like in this state like you you teach him how to receive like so to receive different types of touch you know mm -hmm. and then to move into maybe like feeding him and then to move into like you know him like smelling things and like suddenly the senses become alive you know mm -hmm. and it's just like Woo, 
like the whole like it really like like imagine what's happening when all the senses become alive you know the whole the brain is active you know the body is active and uh and and energy is moving you mm-hmm. know so yeah that's a that's a big one pulling pulling rock your brain poor oh porn and then you know yeah and 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 i th- maybe i mentioned this in the last one but you know when it comes to porn like the the reason um men are attracted to porn is because they're looking at someone um a woman more than likely let's say who is fully engaged in in the act of in in the sexual act yes mm. so they're showing all the signs like they're kind of like moving you know and they're like ooh and they're like doing you're know, using their sounds the sounds of their voices like oh yes and they're even kind of screaming like <laughs> and um and so all of these these kind of like very uh, obvious signs you know yeah. and this is you know going back to this space of like move um going towards like men who uh, maybe have a i mean this is one of the biggest fears for men um is that they're somehow going to s- move into this state of being a predator you know um and so when they have when a woman is fully engaged and fully alive and and he can see that she's actually turned on you know then he knows that he's in an act of pleasure and not in an act of violence mm-hmm. you know and so and now he feels safe yeah. to be exactly himself in this and so porn is very addictive for this because it it gives you that it gives you that and also it's at the end of a screen you know mm-hmm. you don't also as well have the 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 things of like the performance issues like you know issues around humiliation mm-hmm. uh self confidence which you know we talk about women having shame around sex men have it just as much as us uh self confidence men have it as just like all of these things i mean they're not gender specific they're universal mm-hmm. and so um and I, I think i kind of maybe touched on this earlier but you know uh men who are unable to masturbate without porn um uh, this is simply because this has become a habit, you know, mm-hmm. a habit that is more than likely an addiction. And you know, it's an addiction when I've met some men as well, you know, who, who who feel that that maybe they're a sex addict and there's somewhat of a shame or a fear around this. And you know, um, sometimes people just have a very high sex drive. I, I used to have a huge, oh, excuse me, I used to have like a wild libido. Like it was just like I wanted to make love all the time, like all day, every day. Like this is like in my early twenties and whatnot. Like, and I was just like, I, it was like around the clock like I was like I want to go again you know and uh, sometimes men just have that similar appetite as well you know something that is defined as an addiction is that when you're you know in this um kind of consume consuming act which at the end of it doesn't leave you feel doesn't leave you feeling fulfilled you actually feel um guilty you know and this is not just around sex you know it's around food as well like where you're kind of consuming consuming and it's to kind of fill a void Mm -hmm. more than to enjoy yourself you know Mm -hmm. it's less about pleasure and and more about um uh trying to fill yourself with something i think that's why having a yoga practice is so important because you it's discipline uh, developing discipline to be like okay i don't want um instant pleasure because i know that's going to lead to suffering instead i'm going to get on my mat and i'm going to do what's uncomfortable because i know uh, in the end i'll be stronger from that mm-hmm. and th- and th- that's uh, yeah i think that i mean all most fellows go for the whole pornography thing and um 
I mean, there's no there's no remedy for it, but I, I think a big thing. Well, is actually, to, there is a remedy for it. Uh, sorry, there's no like. Sorry, let me rephrase that. There's no like um, obvious remedy for it. Like, I'll just stop. But I think a, a big thing is to um, you got testosterone in your body. A lot of it, depending on men of different levels, you need to use it. My, I would say, go down the gym, lift some weights, or do some hard yoga, some physical strenuous stuff. Um, and uh and also i think this this is i mean obviously this is these are questions for you but my opinion just as a fella is you know i I don't know i'm sure there's some women that like to be picked up for example like start wrestling start some jiu-jitsu learn how to use your body so you know you you um and it's, it's hard to say what is masculine traits or not but I think to be strong in your in your body and your mind, it all goes together. <coughs> to do things that you don't want to do every day and you feel better about yourself. You're like, shit, I didn't want to do that, but I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And you do, when you do that every day, you think about yourself differently as opposed to just a pathetic slob looking at a computer screen wanking. Like that is a cycle you come into. And I think that you... But also, Kevin, like even using those words like a pathetic slob, like this is like the image that we give. And this is also feeding into the man's... um the the man's image of himself like where he thinks he's useless and he he's in 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 essence lost to the addiction of it but and this is what addiction is but you shouldn't, know? sometimes maybe though shouldn't we be like kind of uh tough with ourselves in a way to be like i'm better than this i know i can do better than this and i i i've become this person that's yeah like i said you know, uh, uh, um, a slob who's addicted to this screen. And I, I know I can be better at this, so I, I should be. But yeah, for, for me though, it's, I, I would, for me, I don't like to to use the word and I, and I also would like to call you up on it in terms of when you're saying like, I'm a slob watching a computer screen because this is ultimately like an addiction is someone who's suffering greatly. Oh yeah, no, know? I've been, I'm talking about, I've been that slob. Yeah, no, but don't call yourself a slob because this is, it's, 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 it's not about being a slob. It's like, this is, you know, like think of it as, as kids, you know, we were full of confidence, mm. you know, but somewhere along the way we learnt insecurity we learnt it Mm -hmm. and so now it's about recognizing like well where where did what was I innately born with you know what what was I what was I naturally given Mm -hmm. and where along the way did I learn that I'm not good enough yeah yeah and then when you come in contact with that it's not about breathing into a story where you're now going oh I had this experience and you know like this is why I'm not good enough and now you become a victim of your own story it's not about that now it's about recognizing it and then beginning the process of reorientation and you and when we use words like this like it's it's only breathing life um, and breathing um uh creating a, a or fortifying the thought of I'm not enough and when we have these thoughts this is what creates we all know this like our thoughts create a reality Mm. you know we're not the only one saying this in this day and age everyone is saying this and so if we have these thoughts I'm not good enough then we we the choices we make create that reality where that is alive in us and so for me it's not about um 
when when someone has this addiction and they realize okay this is a, I have an addiction to porn you know and an addiction everybody is something that you can't stop okay mm-hmm. I have an addiction to coffee you know I can't and Jesus I don't want to drink it it doesn't make me feel good actually you know <laughs> yeah. I know it doesn't make me feel good I'll have like two or three sips and I'll be like mm, doesn't feel good in my body but actually I I can stop for a day or two but I, in the last couple of weeks I've been trying to give it up and I just haven't haven't been mm-hmm. um giving it up I mean this is also as well like you need like 80 percent willpower you know it's like 20 like it's like the the or not so much actually I would say it's different maybe like 20% or like 80% is like the decision you make in your mind just to not do it again Mm. and 20% is the willpower to drive it or maybe not willpower maybe we could talk about willingness to 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 show up for yourself in that Mm. regard every day and it's the same thing with a porn addiction where you just have to say okay and this is with the strength of the mental world you know I'm going to stop and not only this like what they say in in this uh when we work uh, like I've worked with men who have porn addiction and when I've worked with them like w- I literally say like now you know you um w- there's no watching porn anymore and I mean they generally arrive because they don't they w- don't want this you know and also as well they they also have lots of issues with premature ejaculation or or um or um um impotency yeah 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 thank you for all the word and um uh, and 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 they find themselves not being able to exist in in relationship in real life actually, mm-hmm. and so they come uh, to me because they have this issue, and it, w- basically we would um, stop you know there'd be no porn now, and also they would commit to a a certain length of days where they also would not be uh, uh, masturbating at all. Yeah, yeah. But doing different practices, like generally, for I mean, they're coming to me, like they'll generally have some kind of a yoga practice, but it's also very specific to the person, the individual, you know. Mm. Yeah, I, I suppose maybe it's a case of different things work for different people, different language works. I, maybe, I don't know. I know <coughs> when I was 26 and my dad said to me, sat me down and was said, you know, you've really let yourself go. I was shocked. It mm. hurt me so much that I was like, I've, I've become someone that I, ne- that I never wanted to become. And, and, because he said to me it was shocking because normally he's my dad's so quiet you know he never say something like that really um but he said you know you've put on a lot of weight and you you can't you, you don't seem yourself and i thought fuck he's right i've really let myself go i've mm-hmm. become okay you maybe don't like the word but i like the word slob it worked for me i was a slob i eat nando's every night basically i go between nando's dominoes and um nando's dominoes and curry and then i would um and i was I'm like, I just discovered pornography. I'm like, oh my God, look at this. It, it was when back in the day when, you know, I wouldn't have been dial up, but it was, I just had, had I didn't even think I just got a laptop, but you're like, oh my God, look at this. It's, I'm overwhelmed with stimuli. stimuli. Mm. Um, but it took a tough conversation for me to be like, you're right, yeah. you're right. This is not, I'm better than this. Yeah. And I've lost where I was when I was 20 and uh, and I can get that back. And, and, and that essentially haunted me. So every every morning when I get up, like I never miss a day uh, uh, working out. I mean, <laughs> like or, or doing yoga. I kind of combine the two, and um, and because I I have that thing in me, where like I don't I don't want to feel that way again. You mm-hmm. know, I I, I, I I and I like who I am now. I'm proud of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, okay. I know what you're saying about the word slob can be perhaps some people it's a bit harsh, a bit offensive. But for me, it works for me, and it might work for other people. 
I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, here. yeah. Um, she's like, how many questions you got? I know. Oh There's, my god! That's why I'm like, Jesus. Now we've only got we've only, see, the thing is, uh, Jen, we've only got it? really ten more minutes because okay. I I got to go. Well, I've got to, but that's I'm going no for Christmas lunch. Um, but um, I'm maybe thinking, I can pick and choose some of these because yeah, some of these were already do, answered. Like, yeah, because uh, be what we can do then we can do a Valentine special ooh. in February. It's only six oh weeks my away. Goodness. Exactly. And when anyone's we don't answer now, or I'll say we, you don't answer now, you can do it for Valentine's. Oh my God. Just I saying. Ha- I have an idea, but maybe I could speak to you after the show about it. You do know. Well, yeah, okay, after's good. Yeah, we could. Could we do like a live one and maybe people can come? I don't know how people would feel about that. But then we could actually do practices. I mean, not nothing crazy, but like practices with people in the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah? Okay, absolutely, yeah. Let's see how people feel about yeah, that. Can okay. we, let's ask so, them to like let us know. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, yeah. messages or whatever. S- send us like Valentine's Day special live. Mm. with practices oh my god and everyone gets little sweethearts you know those sweets <laughs> yeah. yeah the little ones that like say i love you and stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you're a sweetheart <laughs> oh, thank you yeah because when you've got 10 more minutes go okay. gotta go and eat me some christmas lunch i know yeah we could just talk all day this is the problem kevin i know um okay uh oh, so Pick some, some juicy th- ones yeah some of these uh questions are okay uh getting comfortable uh, this is from a woman getting comfortable with your naked body, especially if you have scars, etc. Um, this uh, is so important, not just for women, you know, also for men, you know, but to learn. And I, I kind of say this quite a bit, actually, in the other podcasts as well. It's like, you know, um, really, uh, you know, coming into contact with yourself and redefining for your own self what you know, these words like sexy is, you know, um, like to, to touch yourself um, and to engage with your body in a way where you're feeding it with love and attention and nurturing um, and, 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 to, and to go to the places that you don't like, you know, and to stay there for a moment in time. I mean, I've said this in other, in other episodes, like, but when I was doing these things, like I was doing a practice and I've shared these practices in the, in the orgasm workshop that I've done. And there will be more coming next year because I've had a huge uh, thing being like, when are they on again? Um, but, uh, but to like, to explore yourself, like by touching and feeling your body, you know, I put on music and I would literally be in front of a mirror in my underwear and I would dance for my myself you know Mm -hmm. and I would watch myself and I would feel myself like being really uncomfortable I would watch myself watching my body and the parts of my body that I wasn't happy with and I'd be like oh my god I look so fat here when I do this I'd look like this and I'd observe the commentary in my head not attaching to the story but just observing it so I really start to notice you know who, who am I and what do I really feel and think about myself and then you start to uh basically um reprogram yourself you know that when you touch yourself like I remember I used to be around like my abdomen you know and I would literally like touch myself and I would grab my skin you know like I would literally grab it until like the flesh was like puckering between my fingers and I'd like twist and hold myself like and I'd like feel it until that became a sensual feeling for me and I'd be like oh it feels good to hold onto my body you know like this to feel the flesh like puckering beneath me like to feel the flesh like the the fat let's say like 
like squeeze you know and you know men do this like like men would touch me and be like I love your body and for me in my head I'd be like I'd be like oh god I feel so fat today you know mm-hmm. it's like this and so for for in those moments when I'm not accepting my body I'm not receiving the pleasure that they're like really taking from me you know like they're like to take the pleasure like and I'm not giving it and that mm-hmm. so there's a kind of a block of energy this is also a block in connection and so when I allow myself to like receive my body scars and all like I have stretch marks in between my, like in my in my thighs here you know I remember when I first got them when I was a teenager like and I was just like oh no now I'm one of those women that have stretch marks forever and I'm like frantically putting bio oil between my legs you know um as like a teenager you know and I'm looking at women in magazines who have no stretch marks who have been airbrushed to shit and yeah, I'm thinking this is normal and I'm not normal this is what beauty is and I'm not beauty and so like in this dance like I would like go between my legs like and squeeze my thighs until like I was just like until I felt the the power in them like until I enjoyed the power in them until I enjoyed the fleshiness of them until I enjoyed like watching them like little shake a little bit until I could feel them slide against each other you know and take the pleasure from the contact of that you know and it's very powerful and now like when I dance I like to put my legs together like my thighs together and like move and slide my thighs you know around them you know and like it's very very pleasurable mm. so for me it's about I and I did this practice for a couple of months and oh my goodness it was amazing mm. I mean also I used to have bruises because there was times when I would squeeze myself really hard to be kind of like oh like just feeling ugly and I was like oh god you know and I would like hold myself and like my friends would be like what what is happening to you because they like see like fingerprint bruises on me you know and I'm just like oh I have a I'm doing a practice about loving my body and they're like are you loving your body and I'm like I'm learning to you know (laughs) but it was like this this and then and then over time for me it was like in I would I would start to transfer the pleasure I would get from say a song you know into my body so then I would feel like my body move or like make certain shapes and like instead of like maybe even looking in the mirror more so feel the waves of this move I love moving in waves and like articulating my spine like this and it, it feels really pleasurable in my body and so I would transfer those feelings like to my belly like where I was like I'm a little bit fat you know or like to my um inner thighs and whatnot like and so when it comes to this it's just like like engage actively with loving yourself Mm -hmm. um and so and and that's one way and there's another practice that I do with the women we'll be doing it in the circles next year which is really powerful to be witnessed by other women this was one of the most powerful things that I did um and 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 one of the power one of the most uh kind of standout moments I think with regards to my body image was to observe other women and to hear how they feel about their body Mm -hmm. and they're like saying saying like I hate my I hate my biceps or like my little things that wiggle here like I I hate the the little the flesh here the puckers that uh, around my bra like I hate my hips are too big I don't like my thighs coming together and I'm there looking at this woman who's like saying all this stuff the stuff that she doesn't like about herself and I'm like this woman is so beautiful and there's nothing wrong with her body and why I can't believe she feels like this and at the same time that I'm thinking this I'm also like I'm hearing her words Mm. echoing in my head as being my words as well and so for me I was just kind of like whoa like I'm also beautiful just as beautiful as her and I'm thinking about all of these things and it's like this this dysmorphia that we have Mm. because of the images that beauty is in the world you know go to nature 
look at na observe nature mm. nature is not perfect it's organic you know it's always changing like you know we get big we get small again you know we put on weight we lose weight mm. it's okay you know Absolutely. and to really um to enjoy yourself in all all of these moments mm. that's what i would say General i think we have to go now yeah, we do we? yeah unfortunately so what we'll do for the valentine special uh which will be live We'll do, um, oh, I want to talk about STDs. Oh, we can't. I'm I know, sorry. I know. We'll talk about it next time. So what we'll do is anyone ask questions. Thank you so much. That was brilliant questions. I'm sorry we didn't get to them all. There's there tons. There's tons. Oh, my goodness. We're, uh, hopefully you can get to the live event, which we'll do in, as I said, um, we should just be decided now, your idea, um, in a Valentine's Day this 2020. And that will be in Dublin. So if, if I'll, as soon as this, and in the next couple of weeks or a week or so, I will, but before the new year, I'm going to have a booking page on my website and you can reserve a place nice. to come and then hopefully bring your questions and obviously there'll be a Q&A there as well. Um, Jen, I'm sorry, that's, that, I mean, we've done two hours. Oh, whoa. Yeah, yeah, which is what I'm looking to get to, like two, that two hour mark, but this is the Christmas special, so, you know. Okay, it, yeah, it, so it, people have time over Christmas to listen. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> so um, thank you so much. If, um, if people want to find you, where do they go? Uh, Instagram. Yeah. Hello, Jenny Keen, and then my classes as well, and my yoga classes and workshops and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, I'm hoping to have a website next year, but God, if anyone's out there that does websites really quickly, I'd love some help. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I just too many things, you know. Yeah, I want to be like 50 people all at once, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's the Christmas special over. I know, it's tragic. But good news, if it's 2020, say it's January time, and you're thinking, man, I need something to look forward to. Something in the spring. Somewhere where I can go away for a couple of days, have some hot tub sessions, some infrared sauna, go out in nature, a bit of yoga, good food, some holistic therapies. But uh, I don't want to leave the country. I want to stay in Ireland, and I would like to visit Leitrim and go to one of the top 10 retreat centers in the world, according to The Guardian, then I've got you covered. We are doing a retreat, myself and Rach, in Ardnerhoo, in, Lim in Le Leitrim, not Limerick, Leitrim. And uh, this is going to be two days of all that good stuff for a very reasonable price. We still have our early bird offer on now, 399 plus you can get a holistic treatment on top of that. If you'd like more information on that retreat, visit my website, kevinboyyoga.ie, and you'll be able to find the spring retreat there under retreats and events. If you would like to support this podcast directly because it just gave you a little bit of sunshine in your life, which is always good to have, then you can do that three ways, either by visiting my website and going to support and do donating a small amount if you like, maybe once a month, maybe just a one-off, and uh, that would be fantastic. Or you can leave a review on iTunes or you can share it with a friend either digitally through Instagram stories or you could tell, just simply tell them. And that would be brilliant. That is the Christmas special done. It was epic. It was two hours. Uh, I'm, I'm delighted you made it all the way through. And hopefully we have a Valentine's special with Jenny in well february 14th obviously or perhaps 15th that's a saturday so if you're interested in coming to that live event 
uh, it's going to be a fun one definitely a lot of laughs a lot of learning you can go to my website and check out the events page and it will be there for you to book and maybe bring a friend or come solo it's all good listen thanks so much i really appreciate you and uh, i hope you have a lovely christmas and a safe new year and i'll catch up with you in 2020